Hi everyone, this is Carl Monaghan, one of the founders of Pelvic Pain Matters. This is Pelvic Pain Natters, this is our podcast, and this is some added bonus material for you. It's Friday, so every Friday I'll be dropping you a little clinical reflection from my week, something I've been discussing with a patient, uh, or something that has been repeatedly coming up across the, the patients I've been seeing that week. These are short, like I said, bonus materials. Hope you enjoy them, hope you find them beneficial. Please do share with anyone who you think would like this content as well. Enjoy. Hi folks, it is Friday. Uh, this is one of my Friday takeaways. My name is Carl Monaghan. I am the owner of the Pelvic Pain Clinic, dedicated solely to the treatment of male pelvic pain conditions and one of the founder members of Pelvic Pain Matters. Matters. Again, looking to change the face of male pelvic pain for the better. So Friday takeaways are my chance to give some reflections from the week in clinic, um, talk about some bits that I've seen this week um, and give you a couple of takeaways, something to consider over the weekend. So this episode is called Food for Thought. It's a short 10 minute introduction to some, some of my musings if you like. So what do I mean by food for thought? Well, we're coming up to the weekend. Some of you may be in a flare-up if you're a patient. Um, as clinicians, maybe you have patients with flare-ups at the moment. Now, when we consider food, there are some perhaps do's and don'ts that could make a difference here. And what I want to really highlight here is I'm not a nutritionist. This is general advice. And secondly, if you do adhere to this, and your flare-up doesn't disappear instantly, that doesn't mean you're worse off. That doesn't mean this hasn't worked. One of my favourite pain models, and I'll do a um, Friday takeaway on pain models, is about allostasis by Bruce McEwen. Um, and allostasis is basically about finding more balance when the body is imbalanced. And part of this balancing act can be diet and nutrition. So if you are in a flare-up and you're going into the weekend, it's very easy to reach for comfort food. It's very easy to reach for things that give us that dopamine hit, maybe that sugar rush, maybe that sense of, mmm, that was quite tasty. But then you might get a crash after that, maybe a blood sugar crash, maybe your choice of food is perhaps not... Um, supportive of creating the right environment in your body. Maybe the foods that you're eating are inflammatory. So first and foremost, for this weekend, if you are in a flare-up, then please, 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 just be mindful of what you're eating. It's very easy just to think, oh, sod it. I'm just gonna have that big bag of crisps, sweets, or that box of ice cream, whatever it might be. I'd really encourage you to hold off and not go for that because they can be inflammatory promoting. And if your flare-up is based upon an inflammatory response, we really want to mitigate that and to really reduce that. So go for healthier options. I know they're not as sexy. I know they're probably not gonna give you the same um, uh, hit, dopamine hit, reward, but you're creating the right environment more of the time to allow the flare-up to pass more quickly and more readily. I've been through this with probably three patients this week, just reinforcing this same message that you can manage flare-ups more effectively when considering a range of things, including diet and nutrition. So there's something to ponder. 
as general advice, there are food choices that you can make that can be more inducive of creating the right environment. And, and I, I'm a big advocate of creating the right environment for your body to allow itself to do the things that it does best heal and recover but if we're not creating the right environment if we're stressing our body more and more so or putting more load there's a term from bruce McEwen's allostasis theory if we're putting more load onto the body then that creates more demands and that's more likely to keep us in a cycle of um reduced resources and we want you to have as many resources as you possibly can to make your uh, management and therefore recovery much much more successful so just some general rules of thumb here and this is based upon a lot of stuff that I have gone through with patients this week so I'll go through some general bits first and foremost I'll mention habits in here and then something to consider if you are taking protein shakes um, if you're into weights and going to the gym and supportive and supporting your exercise recovery so as a general rule of thumb Stay away from processed cereals in the morning. Patient yesterday, I said, look, drop the cocoa pops for breakfast. It's not setting you up in the best possible way to start the rest of your day. You're likely to get more cravings as a result of the foods that you have, especially if they're high processed and high sugar. So he said, is Kellogg's Crunchy Nut Corn Flakes okay? Other brands are also available. I said, no, no, no. Same thing. Um, it's a processed, high sugar, product first thing in the morning is going to spike your blood sugar levels if you've got urinary symptoms we really need to consider about spiking your blood sugar levels and using foods that are less likely to send your blood sugar levels through the roof um, and and have a diuretic response so go for something more basic and more plain these aren't particularly sexy but they're going to produce and provide you with a balanced start to the day so things like and of course be aware of any allergies and sensitivities here but things like eggs you can have eggs on wholemeal toast if you want to. I'll give you that. Try and get some um, veg in there, maybe some tomatoes, maybe some spinach, and maybe a sprinkle of seeds in there. Pumpkin seeds are great. There's some good research and evidence around pumpkin seed extract, particularly with bladder symptoms as well. Or porridge. Porridge with um, berries and nuts and cinnamon. They're a really, really great way of starting the day. They can be cost-effective too. They don't need to be super expensive. Um, and they're just a much better way of balancing out your day, moving further forward and, and giving your body the best possible start to the day. At lunchtime, do really consider what you're eating. <laughs> um, the best thing to do would be to bring in last night's dinner, something that's home-cooked, something that you know the ingredients, something that you can eat again that is going to provide you with balance and nutrition. Um, I'm just reflecting on some of the things that my patients were telling me that they were having this week. Um, and it might be some extreme examples, maybe McDonald's or maybe pizza for lunch. And again, you're just setting up your body to be under more demand and have a greater load and therefore reducing the resources that it has available to itself to recover successfully. So please, please, please consider having a balanced lunch time, a balanced lunch. Now this might be, if you go almost um, taking out carbohydrates. So simple carbohydrates can just be really sensitizing and inflammatory for the body. 
So going for vegetables and a protein source would be a really, really good start to, in fact, your lunch and even your dinner as well. So taking out things like your, um, what are we looking at here? So things like white rice, white pasta, white bread, they can all be really simplex carbohydrates and can just create spikes in blood sugar levels. If you want to go for those, then go for wholemeal pasta, go for wholemeal rice, go for wholemeal bread. Ideally, you'd take them out where possible. Even starchy things like white potatoes. So remove the starch, that's what causes inflammation and may well be contributing to the symptoms that you have. And go for something more whole grain, more balanced, more something that's not going to spike your blood sugar levels. So something that's going to balance your blood sugar levels more and more and more so. And part of this is down to habit. Oh, it's Friday. On Fridays, I go to this place and I always have this meal. Oh, it's Saturday morning and I always go and have a croissant with my coffee in the morning. Breaking these habits is really, really important. Uh, after my meals, I always have a sweet. It might be a dessert, it could be a chocolate bar. It's breaking these habits because often those habits aren't helping us. Recognising them first of all and then saying, I want to give myself the best possible chance here, here it comes again, to create the right environment for my recovery to happen. And in order for me to do this, then I need to reduce the load and the demand on my body. Changing those habits is so, so essential. Do you need two sugars in your coffee? Do you need to have that ice cream because it's a Saturday and I'm watching the movies? Do you need that or could you have a different option there? Breaking those habits is really, really essential. Choosing more habits that are uh, health and well-being based that are just a bit more mindful can make a massive, massive difference in the choices you make and therefore the control you have over your symptoms as well. Final comments, and then I'll summarise. If you um, take on board protein in the form of a protein shake, if you go to the gym and use this as recovery, a couple of points to consider here. And again, this comes up so often in clinic. Move away from whey protein. Try and go for plant-based protein if you can. It's better tolerated. If you have urinary symptoms, I cannot encourage you enough to move more to a plant-based protein. Either hemp or pea are good options, but also consider that actually real food sources can give you good levels of protein. Did you know, for example, that roughly between 20 and 25 um, percent of uh, meat and seafood and nuts that you eat is protein? That's a pretty good return. So for every 100 grams of, say, prawns or chicken or almonds, you're going to get between 20 and 25 grams of protein in return. So as a post-exercise snack, actually maybe going for something less synthetic might be better tolerated by your body. Food for thought. So just to consider and reflect. If you're in a flare-up this weekend, please consider what foods you're having. Avoid the comfort foods. Go for something more balanced, more nutritious. Yes, it's not sexy. I know that. But it's going to mean that you can surf this flare-up far, far better with more success more of the time. As general advice, try and have balanced meals. Move away from processed, uh, sugary breakfasts and, and start the day off with something much, 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 much better. For lunch and dinner, consider taking out your starches. 
your really, really simple ones, your refined ones, white, 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 white rice, white pasta, uh, white potatoes, white bread. If you want to have that starch, make it more complex or simply remove it. Go for vegetables, go for protein. That would be a really, really good way of managing and reducing the load on your body. Change those habits. Be aware of them. Know that you can make a difference in your recovery by being uh, more mindful of the habits that you have. And if you do train, then move to a um, plant-based protein or look at uh, actually having proper real food. There's lots of validity in that as well. Okay, that's it. My name is Carl Monaghan. This is one of your Friday takeaways. Enjoy your weekend. Food for thought.